Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. With that, we go now to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. He is a writer for MLB.com. You might have seen him in another of other publications here over the years, uh, as well as me, a proud graduate of Kent State University, Henry Palatello. What's up, Henry? Not much, Mitch. How are you? Doing fantastic, man. We're so happy you could join us here today talking about some baseball here because we have a Guardians uh, coming off the series against the Rays. Now they have the matchup here against the Twins tonight, starting tonight. It's going to be an interesting one here. Lucas Giolito uh, will take the start here as first for Cleveland coming off the waivers from Los Angeles. We were at the game last night, you and I, Henry, and it was just an unfortunate uh, ending for the Guardians, so to say. It felt like the fielding at times even from the, some of the usual uh, sure hands like Arias and a number of them were kind of just missing plays towards the end there that cost them some runs. Yeah, it was kind of the the first two games of the series definitely kind of felt like the way, you know, the Guardians are constructed to play. It felt a lot like last year. Like, even when they got down, um, you know, you never really felt too worried about them. Like, they, there were times earlier this year where they'd get down two runs and just the way they were playing, you'd be like, all right, the game's kind of decided. Um, but the first two games was not like that. It was kind of like how they played last year. But, yeah, the game yesterday, it didn't really feel like that. Like, there, it just never – they never really got clicking. Like, you could tell even the Rays, even though they were down or the game was even, just felt a lot more comfortable. Even though they weren't playing their best, they committed their first error in something like 11 games. Um, but just it wasn't – Stefan came out, and he admitted to us after the game, like in that at-bat against Siri, should have challenged them instead of going out of the zone 3-2 stole a base and then just that run felt so deflating and then Eli Morgan wasn't his normal self. Um, it was just kind of a sour end to what was really good series and sets up, um, you know, like you said, probably the biggest series of the year with Giolito on the hill tonight against the Twins. Well, Giolito comes in uh, having kind of an up and down season between Chicago and Los Angeles. And you were out at his press conference yesterday before the game. It seemed like he was very just kind of happy to be settled down somewhere and especially somewhere that was going to be competing for the remainder of the season because when he went on the trade to Los Angeles, the Angels were thinking, okay, let's try to keep Otani in here, get Trout back, maybe we'll make a playoff run. And it's, one of the, to me, one of the biggest misfires in trade deadline history, at least in recent memory. What do you think is the most important thing Giolito brings to a Guardians uh, rotation that has a lot of young guys? They just got Cal Quantrill back, but it's mostly been anchored by these three rookies uh, over the past couple of weeks, if not months. Yeah, I think it's just kind of you hit the nail on the head. He brings kind of a desire. That press conference was, you know, you don't get points for winning press conferences, but that was, you know, the most passion I've seen from someone all year, which is not to say there hasn't been passion all year, but he just he seemed locked in and ready 
to take the ball and kind of come into this playoff race after, you know, being on a White Sox team that didn't hasn't done much of anything and an Angels team that um, really stunk when he was there. And he took a lot of accountability. Like, you know, he did not pitch well in Los Angeles. His first start with the Angels, he got knocked around, but he really wasn't supposed to start. He'd been traveling all day. And then, um, you know, kind of it was an average of, you know, quality start, six innings, three runs from there on out. Um, but he said, you know, he knows the Twins. The Twins know him from his time with the White Sox, which is both a good and a bad thing. But it really comes down to if that changeup works. I mean, we saw so many years when that changeup baffled Cleveland hitters. They looked unhittable when he would throw it against them. And the Twins this year, while they are leading the division, are not a perfect team, especially on offense. They're pretty boomer bust and can be susceptible to good off-speed pitching, looking kind of foolish against it. And if he's able to be that 2021 Lucas Giolito, I think that it'll go a long way towards the Guardians winning tonight and the Guardians, you know, making a push towards a postseason spot. But the biggest thing is that he seems he seems committed, he seems ready, he seems like he wants this moment, which you can't, you know, for someone who hasn't started yet, you can't ask for any more than that from a waiver claim who's coming into a race on a team that hasn't really met expectations. Henry Palatella here joining us on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline, a writer for MLB.com. Henry, obviously the Guardians want to come in here and accomplish what they weren't able to last week in the Twin Cities, and that's a sweep of these Twins to cut into a huge chunk of their American League Central lead. Five games back as of now. With Looking at the series after for both teams, look at the Guardians right now. They have teams like the Angels and Giants on the road. Then they have the Rangers, Royals, Orioles, Reds, and Tigers to finish up the year. Now, that seems like it could be a, uh, a doable schedule. But then the Twins have the Mets, the Rays, the White Sox, the Reds, the Angels, the Athletics, and the Rockies to end, the, end their September. I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, okay, Cleveland needs to get a sweep in order to be very, very serious about taking this lead from the Twins. What say you about uh, what they need to do this week? Yeah, I think a sweep obviously is huge. I think two out of three isn't the worst thing in the world. I, The Twins obviously have a huge advantage, like you said, and, you know, the record and the, um, the record of the teams they play going forward. But they are not a complete team. They have looked great against the Rangers in the six games they've played against them. But aside from those, they've been susceptible to, you know, a couple upsets along the way. I think they'll probably win most of the series they play going forward. But if the Guardians win two out of three, you know, they're three back going in. And if they win two out of three every series, two out of three, three out of four, you know, essentially win every series the rest of the way, they're going to be in a good spot, and it'll probably go down to that last week. Um, It's asking a lot for the Guardians, you know, for the the, uh, Rockies and A's to win, you know, a game in both of those series. But at this point, it's just about controlling what they can control. If they can win this series against Minnesota and just play whatever, you know, play that same way throughout the rest of the year, they'll have a chance. But they, it is, everyone said it's an uphill battle, both in part because they're down so much and just because of how easy the schedule is the rest of the way for the Twins, especially that last, you know, week and a half of the season. I'm happy you brought up those uh, that series between the, Ran- the Rangers and Twins. That was five wins for Minnesota in seven games, along with those uh, two out of three contests in Cleveland, uh, or in the Twin Cities, rather. Looking at the AL West for a second here, 
Seattle has kind of taken over the American League uh, West, and I thought initially that the ALCS was going to run through Texas because one of the either the Astros or Rangers was going to win the division. One of the one of them could get a wild card spot, and then we could see a matchup between the two later on. With that though, is Seattle your team? To that, if you're taking stock of any American League club in the playoffs by the time they start here, is that the team you're taking the most stock in? Because right now, that for me, it's either that or Baltimore. Yeah, I think, you know, ask me in 24 hours, my answer might change. Right. I was really big on the Rangers earlier in the year. I mean, obviously, when they had DeGrom and their bullpen looked good, they made the first really, I was, I was very, the first move they did of getting Chapman, you know, a month before the trade deadline, like they, they saw a need and they got a guy who at the time was the top relief arm. I thought that was a great deal. And he pitched great for his first, you know, probably month and a half in Texas. But in any of those games, he blew, I think, two or three games against the Twins across both of those series. And it was just a matter of he couldn't find the strike zone. And that seemed to be a thing that a lot of their relievers ran into. They just could not throw strikes. And when they did, they were the strikes that the hitter wants them to throw, not the ones that they want to throw. I I think Seattle obviously has played the, out of their minds the past month. But at this point, I just find it tough to go against the Astros. Their bullpen, they might not have, you know, the bigger names of some of the other pens. Excuse me, but they've been there before. They have, you know, they're, they're Jeremy Pena. He's having a bit of a down year, but last year, you know, was incredible in the postseason. It's just tough especially when the Astros faced off against the Mariners last year in the postseason. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't much of anything um, by way of the Mariners. I think that they're a good team, but none of these teams are complete. So it's tough to say one is better than the other. I would love to see Seattle make a run. Those fans deserve it. Julio Rodriguez, you know, is an incredible player to watch and deserves to have that postseason moment. But right now when it comes down to three teams that have clear flaws, I find it tough to bet against the team that has been there before and won it when they've been a flawed team before as well. Um, and I feel like the presence of Michael Brantley, you know, he had a two-run home run since he's come back. Like, that is – that's probably the biggest of any, you know, trade deadline acquisition that anyone can make just because we've seen – you know, we in Cleveland were blessed to see him be that kind of pure hitter that excels in those big moments. Well, lastly, Henry, one team that I think it looks near complete, if not fully complete, is the Atlanta Braves. And I understand we've done this before with teams like the Dodgers in recent years. We've seen teams that get really, really good for the majority of the regular season. And because they do that, sometimes they might peter out at the worst possible time, October. Is this Atlanta team right now on pace to be among some of the top teams we've ever seen step onto a major league ball field? Like, I'm talking 27 Yankees, 95 Indians. I'm talking, like, I'll even throw in those... 2018 Dodgers there if you want me to. Yeah, I think they're going to be among that best group of teams, but I think it's going to be the best group of teams that didn't win a title. I don't, I, their mm. bullpen still gives me so much pause. Their offense is incredible. Like one through nine, probably the best offense we've seen since some of like maybe that Dodgers team, maybe some of those, you know, the 09 Yankees, some of those, those just super complete lineups. But at some point they're going to run out of pitching. They have the starters that can do it, but when Razel Iglesias is your closer in October, it's tough for me to be like, yeah, you're a bona fide, you know, winner. You're a bona fide winner. The tough part is, I think the Dodgers don't have enough pitching either. I think they have the studs, but I don't think they're going to trust 
We've seen them do weird things in the postseason before when it comes to pitching. I don't think they're going to do it, you know, conventional way where your starter goes out, gives you seven innings, then you go to the rest of the bullpen. I think that they their pitching is going to catch up to them too. So, you know, this might look foolish a month from now when Atlanta's slugging past everyone. But I think the NL is a little more open than people think just because the top two teams have incredible offenses. But when it, the season gets condensed down to a five-game series, that only matters so much if you're not able to go out and get long starts and kind of make the most important guys in the bullpen work only when they need to and not because they need to because you're tied or losing or, you know, your back is against the wall in a game that matters. I'm at, I was about to say you brought up that point about Atlanta's pitching, and that has se- seemed like in the last couple of years, aside from that World Series run, that that's kind of been their uh, the bane of their baseball existence. Henry Palatella, MLB writer, thank, uh, .com writer, thank you so much for joining me today, man, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week. I might see you here in a couple games here in the next few days. Sounds good. Enjoy the rest of your day, Mitch. Likewise. Thank you so much. Henry Palatella on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.